Psalm 93, verses 3 and 4. The seas have lifted up, O Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Uh, when I was pulling the various uh, verses together, my commentary, uh, but something that Scott suggested, which is uh, food for thought, uh, I haven't done the takeaway questions. Uh, I'm not. Uh, uh, I, uh, I'm leaving the takeaway questions out for now. But for today, I did something highly unusual. I went outside of Scripture to do food for thoughts, and where I went was Shakespeare. And I just want to read the uh, verse because it's quite beautiful. It's from The Merchant of Venice. Uh, I memorized it a long time ago, but uh, you tend to forget over time, but I found it easily, and here it is. And, and then it, it relates back to uh, something I wrote about. Look how the floor of heaven is thick inlaid with patines of bright gold. There, there's not the smallest orb which thou beholdest but in his motion, like an angel sings, still choiring to the young eye cherubims, such harmony is in, in, is in immortal souls. For while this muddy vesture of decay doth grossly close it in, we cannot hear it. Uh, that last part is really interesting, I think, from uh, because I think that people do hear it. Uh, and... Mm. Um, when they do, I think the thing that removes, uh, in terms of our, our, uh, uh, earthly life is the Holy spirit. It opens us up for seeing the beauty, glory, and, and wonder of the universe, hmm. uh, straight on. It's kind of intimations, but it's, it's there. And I think, for much of my life, I just missed that. I saw uh, uh, life as particles, kind of not necessarily coherent. But here, Shakespeare, and in many of the Psalms and in many passages, which we'll talk about one in a few days, uh, where you get a sense of the creator hmm. in ways that uh, really are, are quite thrilling. Something just occurred to me, Eric, as you were talking about that and as we heard this psalm read about the seas lifting up their voice, the seas lifting up their pounding waves, um, the thunder of the great waters, all, all pointing to the creator. And then hearing you talk about so, so often over the last year about your experiences in nature in really encountering the creator of creation. Um, here, here's what just occurred to me. I, I've heard many times over the years from you and from many others that people really meet God when they're out in nature, when they're out on that canoe or walking along that trail or beholding that amazing national park. That, that's kind of, I've heard people <laughs> say, that's my church, you know, like that's where I really meet God. Here's what occurred to me. It's taking me a while to get there. But I, when you said the word Holy Spirit a few minutes ago, I realized, you know what, where I really meet God the most is when I'm in the sanctuary singing with people, it, like literally in the pews. And um, I'm not sure that that's occurred to me in such a specific way because 
so often when people do say I meet God out in nature or when I'm on the canoe or whatever, they're, they're really kind of saying, I almost prefer meeting God that way than when I'm singing a hymn in the pews. But maybe it's because I grew up in the church or or something, but I really, I mean, I like being outdoors. I like those beautiful sights outside. Those are nice. But when I experience the Holy Spirit, when I experience the presence of God, when my heart is really lifted in worship, it's not surrounded by those clapping waves like the psalmist is talking about, but it's the people of God singing around me in the Holy Spirit's presence in the room. I'm just doing a little self-reflection here, Eric. I'm not sure that's really clicked for me. I mean, obviously it has. I'm a pastor. I love being in church and singing, but as opposed to what a lot of other people say, uh, I really do love being in that room singing. Uh, it's funny because I don't think there's a disconnect between uh, mm -hmm. the power of music, mm -hmm. uh, the way Shakespeare and or the psalmists uh, describe it, or even in Job where uh, the angels are singing for joy at the creation of the world. I think at the center of uh, the closeness that we get in terms of language is the language of music. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what got my attention in the Bible a long time ago is the musicality is the coherence of experience uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that draws out from our hearts this sense of eternity. And it, it really actually, I don't know about the animal kingdom, but I would say that when we view them, we, we're not sure that they see what we see, but mm. when uh, we're experiencing a whale breaching or mm -hmm. uh, something of that sort or a deer running through the forest or uh, anything like that, uh, we're seeing uh, uh, harmony that Shakespeare's talking about. Uh, I wrote about this, and I, I think as a way of finishing this up, it might be good because it really is along mm -hmm. the lines of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And and so and so, I, I just ask a question, and then I answer it. Have you ever gazed into a star-filled night and wondered how all this vastness came to be? I am sure King David wondered as he tended his sheep in the lonely pastures surrounding uh, Bethlehem. His poetry reflects the mind of a man who thought deeply about the fundamental truth behind the mystery of the creation of the heavens and of the earth and of all the creatures who populated, including each man and woman. And I then quote from Psalm 30, 139, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. That's a little different, but what I tried to express here was using somewhat poetic language mm -hmm. to kind of replicate the poetry that is creation. Mm -hmm. That's great.